Good morning, Africa. In today's episode, South Sudan and Sudan are set to finally begin trading with each other. Yes, the two neighbors have had the common border shut for 11 years, but this is set to change and we look at the impact that has on both economies. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial and you can find me at Ruth Adong. In what seems strange but true, did you know that since South Sudan split from Sudan in 2011, the two neighboring countries have never carried out trade with each other? In what is seen as an unexpected development, Sudan's reformist Prime Minister Abdallah Hamdok and South Sudan President Salva Kiir said in a joint statement last week that their borders will be opened at four crossings to allow free movement of goods and people. The two countries share a border of over 2,000 kilometers and the border management, specifically a soft borders approach, is a fundamental principle enshrined in the border issues agreement of September 2012. So why is this important for the two economies? The opening of the borders and the resumption of trade between South Sudan and Sudan is important to both countries because both countries now can begin to export things to each other. South Sudan can begin to export some of its agricultural commodities to Sudan in a more formal way. Uh, Before it was done through smuggling and through illegal trade routes, Sudan can begin to allow South Sudan to use its ports to import goods from international markets such as UAE, China, uh, Europe, and it'll be able to collect taxes. Uh, the next point is revenue, formal revenue. Now both countries can begin to t- collect revenues from trade through customs uh, fees, through taxes, through immigration. These are different benefits that come to it. And second, Sudan now will have a diverse stream of revenue if they allow South Sudan to use as ports to import commodities. South Sudan now has opportunity to export some of its commodities to international markets. South Sudan, especially uh, areas on the border that are very rich in agriculture, can start exporting agriculture commodities such as sesame, sorghum, and gum arabic. So these are the great added benefits to both countries. How will this affect the economy of South Sudan? The first impact that it will have on the South Sudan economy is, number one, it will provide a diverse way to to import goods, alternative trade routes, as opposed to Port of Mombasa. A lot of communities in the northern part of South Sudan, which is very far from the the central Equatoria state, which is uh, where the Juba, the capital city here resides, many of them don't have access to formal ports. Uh, the example, some of the states, especially northern Upper Nile, Unity State, northern Barhazal and Warab states on the border with Sudan, they have to smuggle some of their key agriculture commodities. They don't, they don't have the opportunity to formally import it. So now this allows them to formally import goods and key commodities they have. And this is an added benefit, which can reduce the cost of goods in these areas. Because instead of bringing things from Juba through the plain, through the river, and through difficult road networks, you bring them from Sudan to some of these places on the border. That was a call doc, an analyst based in Juba. A quick review of the other stories that made it into the podcast. On yesterday's podcast, we talked about China's real estate company, Evergrande. 
Well, in an update, the Chinese company Evergrande has started to repay investors in its wealth management business with property as the world's most indebted real estate developer faces a key test this week. Major banks have reportedly been told that they won't receive interest payments on loans that were due yesterday, while interest payments of $84 million on the firm's bonds are also due on Thursday. The company's shares fell by more than 10% in Hong Kong trade yesterday. Congo will take over the organization of the petroleum exporting country's rotating presidency in 2022, succeeding neighbors Angola. The oil cartel secretary general Mohamed Bakindo was in the Central African country this week where he met with the country's leaders. With 2.9 billion bars of oil reserves and 10 trillion cubic feet of natural gas, Congo is driving development across the entire energy value chain. Congo State Oil Company, SNPC, has emphasized the role that natural gas will play in alleviating poverty and positioning the country as a regional energy hub. And a review of the markets, Uchumi, Liberty Insurance and KCB Group are the biggest movers on the Nairobi Securities Exchange today. Cigarettes manufacturer BAT is one of the biggest losers after shedding more than one Kenya shillings in its stock value. On the Rwanda Stock Exchange, it was a quiet day on the bourse with less than 1 million francs in trading, despite offers on the Bank of Chigali, INM Bank and bonds market. On the Uganda Securities Exchange, the local unit lost ground with pressure coming from offshore players, the energy and manufacturing sectors. The shilling closed the day trading at 3535-3545, weaker than last week's closing of 3525-3535 levels per dollar. Liquidity in the money markets was relatively tight as most players were remitting the final tranche of mid-month taxes. Overnight funds averaged at 6.57%. Bank of Uganda stayed out of the market. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms. That is The K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at Wizardon.